the way we dress is an unspoken language that introduces us to the room before we have the opportunity to. Our presentation is essential as it communicates our character and establishes our bond. As gentlemen, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Our word is our obligation and how we tailor ourselves helps pledge our distinction from the others. That's why at Brothers and Bonds Co., we work directly with craftsmen and designers around the globe to bring you expertly curated accessories that complement any fraternal lifestyle. From the casual weekender to the formal Freemason, Brothers and Bonsco offers products that suit your weekends by the lake or your nights out at the lodge, while providing a personalized experience to each of our customers. That's what makes us uniquely Brothers and Bonsco. Find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. Hello, welcome to episode 10 of The Traveling Man, a Masonic podcast here in the 24th District of Ohio. I'm your host, Worshipful Brother Jim Hall. On today's show, we'll feature Worshipful Brother Ryan Crisano in our many journeys through Freemasonry together. The opinions discussed on this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Okay, tonight on The Traveling Man, we have Worshipful Brother Ryan Crisano. Ryan, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Hey, thanks for having me, Jim. Not a problem. I know the uh, the listening crowd has heard your name quite a bit. I said a couple things here and there once or twice they're probably getting tired of hearing your name but they're going to hear a whole lot more of you tonight well we're looking forward to it yeah it's um i know i text today i text ryan just to make sure our time was all set up and i told him that um i'd been looking forward to this podcast since i said i was going to start podcast because it was a start it was the start of the whole deal so going right off the bat when we met each other, we were working together as delivery drivers at Sheely's Furniture and Appliance, and we didn't work together. We delivered, but not on the same truck. I was working with Brother Ben Barnes as his helper. You've been a driver for, what, 35, 40 years? Yeah, you... they floated me in on the Ark and uh, <laughs> started there immediately. Yeah, after. I can't believe your back's still good, but yeah. God bless. <laughs> um, so... My day off was Friday, and Ed, one of our bosses, called me Thursday and said, hey, uh, you want to work on your day off? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I'm moving furniture. I need a break. But then I said yes because money, and I don't like saying no. So I come in. I'm riding with you. And the major experience that I've had with you and you're a storyteller and you know we're both italian we both start talking and hands start going and i've only been at sheely's a month and a half maybe hasn't been long and you told a story about how your brother got his nipple tore off yeah one nipple nick yeah and this is my sole experience before going on the ride with him is he's telling me about you're gonna have to give me a just a brief hit on what happened with one nipple nick before we get in so they get what i was getting into 
So uh, when we were kids, my brother lost his nipple in a tragic hot air balloon accident. <laughs> and uh, we all kind of laugh about that. But when we were kids, there was a hot air balloon that was struggling to stay afloat for whatever reason. And it was just about treetop high. And uh, I think they were actually attempting to put it down. But they were low enough that we were talking to the people and running along with them. Uh, but coincidentally, right at that time, the street department where we lived had just uh, re- retard and chipped the road. And so there was a bunch of uh, rough areas right along the road, and we're all running and talking to the people in the balloon and, and looking forward, and uh, my brother <laughs> Nick was not. And it was summertime, so we didn't have shirts on, and of course Nick tripped on that dirt and went flat on his chest on that fresh chip and seal road. And, and that was it. That sheared his nipple right <laughs> off. Hasn't so, been milked since. So, and Nick, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I pray for your nipple all the time. Um, so... That little blurb is the main amount of talking Ryan and I had done before that day on the truck. So I come in, we load our truck for the day, pad everything up, and we're on the West Virginia route. We go deep into West Virginia. I don't know how far, but it is a long enough route. So we get into the normal, who do you know, what are you into, blah, blah, blah. We start talking about guns patriots he tells me about uh he had what you had the gun shoot off at your house yeah so every year we used to have an annual shoot yeah uh, yeah so we used to have uh fully automatic stuff there with their proper licensing and guys that would just want to come out and spend the day with one another and fellowship and shoot and have fun yeah we we're talking about it he's like hold on and we get done with the stop i'm like what he pull he pulls out his phone and pulls up youtube he got video of them shooting Tannerite and making these huge... He's like, you got to see this thing. I'm like, it was pretty legit. I was pumped. <laughs> but along with that, that talking, we brought up Rube Ginder. Yeah. And you said, I know Rube from Lodge. Yep. I'm like, oh my God, I've known Rube, Rube forever, you know. He goes to the Moose and you're like, no, <laughs> the Masonic Lodge. And for anyone that hasn't caught my previous episodes about 14 years before that i told well even earlier than that i told my wife or my told my dad i wanted to be mayor of palestine he said you couldn't do that because you were you were uh, italian and they only give the mayor to masons i'm like well i'll be a mason he's like no they don't let italians in (laughs) so i tell you that story and and then about 14 years before this podcast i told my wife i want to be a freemason and she's like you just watched uh, the national treasure it's not because you really you just think it's pretty cool so fast forward to right after that and bam the light goes off in my head and i mean how long did we talk we talked the rest of the day the, the whole day the whole trip anything that and i we were deep in west virginia i mean the accents changed and there were a lot of banjos in the background so we had quite a bit of time to yeah we, it there. was we had to keep our head on a swivel a little bit it was <laughs> it's getting dicey um i can remember well anything that you legally could tell me we talked about and we went over different people that i would know and like I said with Rube, I would have never known until you told me. He doesn't wear his ring. He doesn't have a bumper sticker. doesn't go tooting on the horn like I am right now. Um, but one of the cool things that you did tell me, and I've always thought about this, is when you're talking with a guy and you don't see a ring and you don't see the bumper sticker or hat, 
you can almost tell you can almost feel or hear that he is amazing by how he talks how would how did you in your head how's that work well after joining lodge uh, you do get to recognize other freemasons out in the world uh, a lot of times by the way they act yeah. typically kind um nice to other people always looking to help uh, carry themselves well that was the kicker you can see i could almost not as much talking but you could hone in on a different person and be like there's something tickling the back of my neck yeah, that yeah. says it, it, i need to find a ring and see what <laughs> yeah and you see it in all different walks of life from from guys that have done very well and they're millionaires to everyday joes like us that are uh freemasons but that that virtue that that characteristic you see and it's very clear to see once you're a freemason you recognize it in others very easily yeah yeah and the longer that i am a freemason the easier it is oh absolutely and, and on top of it the easier it is to see people that would be great freemasons yep. like i'm gonna say it again my brother and luckily your brother finally jumped on board but john unbelievable come on john we've been waiting on you yeah we're all waiting for you man waiting at the door but you can tell they have the right virtues the right thoughts the way they carry themselves the way they handle themselves in public how they speak one thing that you kind of did backwards a lot of guys like i hopefully will do will get to raise my son and then he to raise his well you got raised and then how long after you got raised your father actually came in after you which is not the normal no 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 typically that's not the way it goes uh however i i don't know what inspired my dad i, I started talking about freemasonry after i was raised and had a real passion for it and uh You're pretty good at telling people how i'm exciting it is because i was excited about it but man i was ready to rock and roll after well, i talked to you I, I think when you when you really have a passion for something it, it just exudes you yeah know, people feel it they see it they hear it and uh, it inspires other people um, but I, I would like to think that's what maybe initially inspired my dad but then he had other friends that were in also maybe yeah. that was just a straw that broke the camel's back and he decided to do it um, but he decided to join a neighboring lodge in negley ohio right south palestine south palestine absolutely and that's i wanted to bring that up there we don't have a ton to go into it that right now tom will tom your dad will come back up i guarantee you (laughs) i got a note but a lot of people don't get to raise their dad so and that's just kind of a cool that was a special experience for sure and then later on i'm sure we'll we'll touch on uh nick being raised but uh i've had the pleasure of of doing both and that not and, a lot of guys get to do that. Yeah. Boy, what a great experience that was. And there's a little, the story with that, and Bob was on, Worship Brother Bob Batchelor, they wanted to surprise you. Yes. And they, it was kind of a secret. They obviously blew up in their face. <laughs> yeah. So you obviously had a few things going on in life and said, listen, I don't know what this big deal is, but I got stuff going on. And finally, Bob just said, dude it's your dad yeah you gotta go you can't miss it so the great thing with masonry and we're doing it right now if you guys are listening to it i hope you're getting some of it is the fellowship of it and 
after our talk on the truck and then we worked a few other times and then you know we'd formed a dialogue so we talked more at work and you know i'm excited so we're talking about lodge too you caught the fever yeah oh yeah and it's i mean i still got it you know almost eight years later i'm loving every second you have every year man camp right and uh ryan lives on a mountain almost it seems like actually it's a small hill but it's wooded and there's a good area that's cleared out up there we get a bunch of guys and he's like you got to come up there we have some beers we camp out we eat steak like all right and once again i'm still two months in so i'm like all right i'm gonna go to this thing i don't really know this this many people i you know i know a couple people and for anyone listening i do have a weird social anxiety it doesn't sound like it because i have not let ryan talk really this whole time but in new new um groups i'm kind of weird tom i don't know it's weird i'm clunky i don't know what to say i don't know what to do with my hands you know ricky bobby and so i go and i don't know how many people you had there 15 20 uh, yeah 15 20 people there were quite a few people there in the evening that didn't choose to stay overnight like we did and we camped yes. out but uh maybe 20 25 in the evening then it, it dwindled down to a dozen or 15 that actually stayed over for the night yeah we <laughs> one of the one of the funny sheely stories we got there and there's older guy i don't know 50s <laughs> late 50s whatever and he's got a beer that i like the brewery and we're talking about like oh man you know i love that brewery and he's like oh you got to try this one he has a 12 pack he hands me one and we're bullshitting about um local places that have different beers and probably 15 20 minutes just shooting the shit and then ryan comes up to me and he's like oh i see you've met our new employee and the guy looks at me and he's like oh you know we haven't really even said names we're just talking and he's like, oh, Jim, this is Dale Sheely Jr., the owner of Sheely's. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, holy shit. <laughs> I could have had about three more beers and got myself fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Dale's pretty cool dude. Yeah, he's a very, very good guy. And Laid back. Yeah, he. I mean, he was there most of that night, too. He hung out. and. Yeah, yeah. Dale's a real special guy. Uh, he was very good to work for and uh, long, long-term mentor. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Good guy. And we just that whole night, you know, everybody just kind of, I didn't, I knew some of the people, but not a lot. And it was just, it was an awesome prelude to the fellowship that would come. Yeah. And that was, there's something I think has a lot of fond memories. It was like, that was just the, the tip of the iceberg. Well, if I remember right, Jim, that's the night you kind of zombied out on us for a while. <laughs> I w- so for those of you that don't know, this is back when Jim had hair. Uh, way back. Way back. <laughs> And uh, he was the new guy, and he was a lot of fun to be around, just like he is now. And uh, we were all having fun and cooking steaks on the fire in the woods. And Jim shows up with, like, more than half a cow on a plate. <laughs> it's a three-pound. I, I it was the value pack of steaks. It was, I like, think two it, roasts. I think it was a roast, a London broil or something. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he cooks both of them and then eats both of them and then had a protein spike and zombied out in his lawn chair for a couple hours and just stared at the fire and we were pretty concerned about you there for a while but he came out of it i came out meat coma yeah (laughs) oh shoot oh my goodness so that was my first funny impression of jim actually that night (laughs) yeah there's many other we've had a lot of fun over the years but that was Uh, my first experience (laughs) with 
Jim going into a, a protein coma. A, a coma, well, a food coma, not the last time. Um, so after that first day, I'm locked in. And I know I asked you that day. I wanted a petition. And you're like, well, I have to go get one from Lodge. I'm thinking, damn it. I'm ready to go. And then you explain to me that it's not a tomorrow you get to join. You got a a petition and the whole deal. So we petition. First degree comes and goes. And we I talked a little bit about that with Rocky and some of the guys. But one of the things that um, always sticks with you, and anyone that goes through and learns the returns, because anyone that doesn't do one day doesn't do that, obviously. Um, you get that one-on-one mentorship yes, from yes. learning the cipher and then remembering it. And then it's back and forth because it's a dialogue. Correct. And I can remember, I mean, we we'd try to get on trucks together. We'd go through it all day or we would sneak in a corner of Sheely's where no one's around and be whispering. Yeah. A lot of times in the back of a truck on a loading dock, yeah, any place yeah. where there wasn't anybody because that was the best time because we were together all day. I can remember you were still building your EMP proof well house at the time. <laughs> Thanks for breaking that secret. Yeah, well, that, listen, CIA, you know, turn it off for a minute. This is high class stuff. Um, and I went over. Oh, I called and you're like, "Yeah, I'm putting some uh, insulation in. Why don't you come over?" And you're on the ladder and you're like, "This is ridiculous." I'm, I'm going through. I'm like, "What? What's wrong?" I'm holding up the insulation <laughs> and you're on the ladder. Like, you don't even need a damn ladder. I got to move this thing around all day long. <laughs> So, and then on top of that, we're working and doing yeah, having fun the ritual, and that that part I'll never forget. And then the problem with that is you and I got into such a back and forth, and it's so comfortable. When I returned my master mason, you were late, and you had a job right after yeah, work because yeah. you at the time you were working two jobs, and now you completely run that business on your own. And Warsaw Brother Bear had to help me. And I know Wade. Wade knows it. Well, we're cruising right on through, and he drops the people's eyebrow on me <laughs> like he does in the middle of talking, and it just straight floored me. And I hadn't said his name because he was on last episode, but it was Warsaw Brother Rocky Bosley. It's like, ah! and blurted out the next word. I, I had oh, half awful. a second, and I would have had it recalled because I was going through the lines, and I'm like, Rocky! <laughs> Oh, damn it. I wanted to be letter perfect. Oh, when you break your rhythm, too. Boy, that, that's hard. Oh. And and on top of that, just the fellowship parts. There's so many things. I feel like, I mean, we've had eight years of Masonic history that I think that goes above and beyond a normal friendship. Oh, absolutely. It's something that I think a lot of people miss out on when they do the one-day class. And this is just my opinion. But you form a lot of friendships by mentoring people and uh, yeah. you spend a lot of time together and uh, share personal experiences and stories. You form a lot of great friendships yeah. and spend a lot of time together. It's a lot of fun. So I, I feel bad for those that don't choose to go through that way because uh, you're really missing out. Yeah, there's a connection. I, I sound like devil's advocate here, but there are mitigating circumstances for that too. Oh, absolutely. And we, we've hit that a bunch <clears throat> on this show. We don't need to beat a dead horse. One of those, and when I say these memories maybe 
it's got to be because of a Masonic connection. But seems like whenever we do something else, somehow it gets fed into, okay, that gets filed into my Masonic <laughs> memory. Your brother-in-law, Chris Hayes, calls me. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm eating dinner. Why are you calling me right now? I just saw you at 3 o'clock. He's like, get over here. Me and Benny and Ernest are here, and we're raising one of the walls on the house that you're building yeah. at the time. Yep. And well, there's supposed to be a storm or something. We need to get it up. There was, right? a, there was a bad thunderstorm rolling in. So, yeah, we were in a big hurry to get the wall stood up on the second story of all places. Yeah, and, and I am more afraid of heights than I am of speaking in these small groups of people I don't know. So I'm up there, and we're right by the stairwell. There's no stairs, and I'm shaking, and everyone's laughing. And <laughs> But I'll try to find. I know we have the video somewhere where we actually lift the – somebody videotaped it. So that was that was one of those was it a masonic memory no but there were a bunch of us there and we I'm were just sure it was. doing our sure thing it so it plugs into that and that's I say it more than once on my shows that I have a group of friends that aren't masons and they are I would consider them brothers I love them they're like family to me but then I have my brothers and it's a different type of connection yes and it just it's stronger there's a there's just that bond everyone that is a mason understands it and if you aren't and are wondering about it take that leap because i guarantee you it'll be worth it another thing you could take a leap on is brothers and bonds company my sponsor for the show they have a 10 percent off code all caps traveling man if you put that in you get 10 percent off your order so why wouldn't you do that can't beat it anyone that follows me on any social media or i stalk you because if you're a mason i'm probably going to find you before <laughs> you find me um i take pictures a lot of pictures a lot of pictures and you know from ones i sent you from years ago i don't delete them i keep them just in case <laughs> i ever need ammunition or whatnot one of the first when i say big pictures was it wasn't just our lodge line we had went to sebring lodge and most worshipful stephen kokenhauer was there and the other heads of york right chapter council commandery and it was for their annual inspection. I don't know why the whole band was there, but it was a big deal. The house was packed. Yes, it was. Yeah. And we went there and won the first traveling gavel that I'd ever been a part of. We almost froze to death, but we won it. It was 18 degrees, and there were five of us in Bob Batchelor's Neon <laughs> Ultima, and the gas tank was sparking all the way to Alliance <laughs> because it was... It was riding low. Yeah, yeah, it was riding low for sure. And afterwards, I'm like, we need to get a picture. And I'd said about wanting to get a picture with the Grandmaster. And my shyness kicked in, and I'm kind of him-hawing around about getting this picture. You're like, you want me to ask? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> heck yeah. I went right over, and then a second later, we got Bob Batchelor holding the gavel, and then we got a picture with... Um, Kokenhauer in most worshipful Kevin Todd jumped in. Yes. Yep. And that was just uh, one of the things people ask, how do you make good men better? And that was a little bit of my turning point of, I don't need to be this shy. 
and it's led to where we are today. Yeah, well, once you find out you're with a true group of friends, you know, a lot of those anxieties and fears just fall away. Yeah. You know, you're with a group of guys that want to see you succeed. Nobody's going to belittle you. Yeah. Um, but everybody there wants you to see see you succeed. And uh, so all that stuff goes to the wayside, and everything's good. Yeah, that um, that's the key. They want to be with you. They want to help you. They want to see you do better. They will not hesitate to razz you at all times. Oh, but we have our moments, sure. But that's, but that's a brotherly thing. Yeah. I, I don't ever feel like when you're getting on my case, I don't go home and cry about it. Well, I don't tell you that I do. <laughs> Bree, stay upstairs. But uh, um, that's that's part of it. And that's the fun of it is that little razzing. But knowing that, you know, okay, we can razz each other, but don't razz us. Yeah, because, yeah. you know. So... Another good story is the Ohio PA night. Oh, boy. And a little brief backstory on this, and I believe it came up before. The Grand Lodge of Ohio and the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania used to meet either in Youngstown at Wick Lodge or in the Newcastle Scottish Rite Cathedral. And they would do, it was just an evening where they got together, both grandmasters spoke, everyone shook hands, good pictures, blah, 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 you know. And they did that for quite a while. I, being brand new to masonry, and I'm a junior, or senior steward because I jumped in, we needed a junior and senior, wanted to go to this. And you were going to go, so I pull up in my PT cruiser, you know, <laughs> see this big bear in a little PT cruiser with a backup beeper yeah, on it. Yeah, reverse beeper. Yeah. And you come out, and I'm in khakis and a polo, and you're in your full suit, and you're like, business casual. I'm like, oh, yeah, Bob Bachelor emailed me. It's business casual. Thank God. Let me go change. Yeah, it was hot that day. Yeah, it was like yeah. 94 degrees in <laughs> August or something weird. I don't know. Who knows? It's Ohio. It could have been December. But we take off. We get up there, and we get out, and Dale Hawkins is in the parking lot. And we see all these guys going in. They're in tuxedos. They're in suits. There's nobody business casual. And we had just started through York, right? That's how we knew Dale right. from up there. And we're like, Dale, is this business casual or formal? Because if it's formal, we can take off. It's not that big of a deal. He's like, oh, no. He's like, there are going to be guys in there. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Sweet. You know, Dale, Dale wouldn't lead us wrong. No. No. And, and, to defend him, there was not there would not be one Mason in there that would tell us to go home because Absolutely we were no. how we were dressed. They want you there. It doesn't matter about the dress. But it was a formal occasion. We didn't know that. And I didn't know at that time I didn't have a full encompassing of what Grand Line was. They said Grand Lodge was there. I'm like, oh all right, who knows? I don't know what Grand Lodge is. I never <laughs> met these guys. We hop in the elevator and it's five floors floors up and ding the door opens and right there in full tuxes and tails and gold bullion <laughs> is the grand lodge of ohio and pennsylvania yeah both grand lines and it's like a movie the door dinged and it opened and all 18 of them or how many there just turned yeah. and looked at us yeah. and i leaned over to ryan and i'm like i am so sorry <laughs> i never I, as a six, Jim, you're how tall? Six foot? <laughs> six foot four. I'm 5'11", and we were about two and a half inches tall I at that never point. felt we're, smaller. Yeah. And right behind them, Bob Batchelor 
was like waving his arms like an animal like what are you doing why are you just i would never send that email so there are random times where i just start laughing thinking of that like ding and the doors open and in my head like oh my god what have i done so one of the things i keep repeating is fellowship and sometimes fellowship is having a fire Sometimes fellowship is knowing somebody's there for you. And this whole time frame kind of stemmed off of we were in York, right? And I got, I jumped in York, right? Prototypical. You get your uh, Blue Lodge certificate and then, hey, here's a York, right? <laughs> but it wasn't that you had said that you were doing it because your dad had joined mm-hmm. and he was going to be commander. And we both wanted to go through. So that was, a, right. I wasn't got pushed on. I, <laughs> I wanted to do it. So during the Ohio PA night, we were still in chapter at this time, the first step of York Wright. Right. And I lost my father. He passed away suddenly. He was 55, I believe. It's been a few years now. Yeah. And I know you had lost your aunt. Yeah, yeah, a very dear aunt of mine. And that, I wasn't calling you every night you know crying on your shoulder and and vice versa we both knew what had happened and the fellowship of just being together and knowing that we were going through our masonic journey our york right masonic journey and such a toilsome time that it was just comforting to know that you were with somebody that was going through that and you know what this is a really shitty time Yep. But we're going to get through it. We're together and we're stronger because of it. And that actually that there, this leads into another goofy story with Dale Hawkins. <laughs> One of those evenings right behind the Wick Lodge, there's the uh, um, MVR. It's a little Italian restaurant. And a lot of the guys would go down there right after, have a drink, get a meal. We go down there. And my full name's James Robert Hall. And he looks at me, he's like, Robert, what are you eating tonight? <laughs> and you kind of cock your head funny. And, and I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't want to ruffle his feathers. And I'm like, I'm, I'm having the trestle tortellini, uh, which is the bomb if you ever get down there. And he's like, all right. And we're talking. And he yells my name again, hey, Robert. And I'm like, actually, it's Jim. He looks at me, he's like, how do you get Jim out of Robert? <laughs> I'm like, well, my name's actually Jim, and Robert's my middle name. He's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I, you know, then he starts apologizing, and just a Dale Hawkins moment. If you know Dale, you understand oh, you'll Dale. you'll chuckle he's, if you know Dale. But to back that story up a little bit, you know, we, we both had lost loved ones, and, and, and I'll be confident in saying we needed each other during that time. Yeah. You know, and it was so nice that, uh, you know, with – we're both very fortunate we have a uh, good wives and family around us and stuff but when you're going through those degrees and different things together and you know if one of you is hurting or both of you are hurting it it's so nice to be able to lean on each other and you can recognize that too so that was yeah i'm glad i got to go through that with you yeah and it was it's something that i remember york right because of how amazing the degrees are but that's another one of those bonding things that 
I can't ever think of York right and not remember that. Yes. And it really sets that into my bones even more. So, you and your dad, Palestine and North, or South Palestine, Negley, as they like to call it, <laughs> happened to hop in the line and things work out that you end up rolling into being master at the same time. Right. We are, what are we, two and a half miles away? <clears throat> yeah. And Negley has hundred and some members. We have a couple hundred members. So it isn't like it's a 16 member lodge. They're, they're a decent lodge for our area, semi-rural. And it just happened to be father, son, our Masons and yeah. masters together, which is, I don't know if it's, it's ever been quite done. an oddity. Yeah. We, in fact, you looked into that, I think. Yeah. Uh, to see if it had ever been done before. Um, we don't know that for a fact, but uh, I'm saying unofficially, it was the only time in the history. Yeah, we'll say of that. masonry, yeah. unless somebody can prove otherwise. At this point, yeah, that it is fact. It is fact here, <laughs> here in East Palestine, anyhow. Yes, I do. I will definitely put it up. I have a picture. What do you know? <laughs> but at our inspection, I got a picture of you two together, and I made sure he brought his he. For his cap, he wore a cowboy hat, and you Correct. had the traditional top hat. And then at their reconsecration of their lodge, um, and I think it was their 125th reconsecration, Grand Line comes, and we actually got a picture with you, your dad, and most warfare brother, Doug Kaler. Yes. So those will be going up, and we will hit that recon in just a minute. To jump back to your the first picture where your dad brought the cowboy hat up to our lodge, it was your inspection night. Right. And to everyone that has sat as an officer, inspection is the most nervous, hair-raising Super Bowl moment of a lodge degree. Every degree is important. Every degree has meaning, and you want to do it the best that you can. But when you're at inspection, they say those nights are more for the officer's and less for the candidate. If you have a candidate, you should do it for the candidate too. Yes, but yes. you're getting graded. Other past masters, other district deputies, whoever may be around, there's usually 60 to 100 guys that are all watching. And when you do something wrong, they're watching too. Yeah. yeah. And we were in the fellow craft degree. And what were your thoughts? Were you nervous coming into that night? How'd you feel? I felt I felt confident, but I was a little nervous. Sure, all those guys are there, and uh, you don't want to let your your officers down. Sure. Uh, when you're in the master seat, you're right. at the helm, and uh, you want to do the best you can to represent your lodge and your officers. Yeah. But in the same sense, I I had a lot of confidence. I was very fortunate. Uh, my line of officers were very good. Yeah. And uh, all of them worked very hard, and they executed the degree perfectly. Everybody did a tremendous job. So as a master, that made it very easy for me, which which was a real blessing. I think for the people out there that were not there, and this is a strong comparison, but how I felt, this is just in my own mind, how I felt during the degree because I was sitting junior warden. So for the majority of you out there, you do not have a ton of lines as junior warden that's a line that's a seat where you're preparing for your journey to be master you're really setting your 
stones and getting ready for your run to the year. So it's a lot of learning, and you're getting your degree, so you know what the heck you're doing up there. A lot of support. Is yeah. Important. Yeah, exactly. And if you ever watch any highlights or anything on the 1980s or 1980 USA hockey team, and I know, I know you're laughing, but when Al Davis says Al Michaels, when Al Michaels, Al Davis is from the Raiders, so he ain't saying <laughs> nothing inspiring, just win, baby. <laughs> but when Al Michaels said, "Do you believe in miracles?" and I get chills and get patriotic and pretty damn pumped up every time I hear that. Maybe it's because we're beating the Russians. Maybe it's because it's you know we're beating communism. I don't know. There's always pleasure in beating Russians. But <laughs> yeah, and for any Russians that are Masons out here, we we love you. We we love you. And it's it's just a high point. But that feeling when we when I sat through the degree, and like I said, I didn't have a lot of speaking, so I got to do a lot of watching. And there are a lot of times you sit through inspections or any degrees, and you see somebody do a really brilliant individual performance whether it's a lecture a charge a senior deacon whatever that may be that night for whatever reason every person had their best night yes it was i'd never seen a better degree in any any time sorry for the uh, grand lodge of ohio that did the <laughs> master mason in the tried degree <clears throat> That wasn't as good as this night in East Palestine. And maybe it was just one of those, the stars aligned, and you know everybody had the right amount of coffee and didn't eat too much food. And I was actually a little jealous that I didn't have more speaking parts because it was such an awesome night. I'm glad I was there. I wish I could have done more. But if I did more, maybe it wouldn't happen that way. Yeah, I think it would have been just fine. And the guys all wanted it to happen. They all wanted a great night, and that's, that's how it was a success. We, I was sitting beside um, Right Worship Brother Dave Collins, who is our district associate grand chaplain, and he was the grand chaplain for most Worship Brother Kevin Todd. And at that time, him and Jim Feast were going back and forth. I think they were at like 300 and yeah, it was 400, an amount of 400 straight inspections they'd yes. never missed. And he leaned over to the gentleman next to him and he's like, I haven't seen a degree like that in the past decade. And the weight of those words, I can say to my blue, blue in my face, oh, it was like the miracle is the greatest thing in the world, blah, blah, blah. Well, you just hear me yapping all the time. When somebody like that says that, you know you were part of something special. Yeah. And I know I modeled my night that's how we need to do it. Wade did that after, you know, everybody that saw that says, if we're not there or above, we're not there. And how do you, it's hard to chase perfection because once you're perfect, you are, but there's always more you can do, little things you can do. Well, you set the bar pretty high. So well, that's. I, I didn't. The bar was set high when, when I got into Freemasonry. And in my opinion, you just try and take that bar and improve on it and uh take it higher and we were lucky enough like i said that we had the guys that it was a concerted effort everybody wanted it to happen and and it did but th the bar was set long before i got there yeah uh, 
John Martin, Bob Batchelor, oh, Luke yeah. Gender, John Yuriachi, Bob Wittenberger, Bob Sedgwick. Bob Sedgwick. Rich, uh, did you say Rich Brady? No, not yet, but Rich yeah. Brady. I mean, all all stars. You can say, you basically just go through our past master line, and yes, there is not a fooling around when it comes to ritual. It's a precedent. Yeah. Um. So, since we backed up to that one, moving back to the recon pitcher. Yeah. So this would be my second interaction with grand lodge i was more prepared <laughs> i wasn't dr- neither of us were dressed in uh, uh business casual we were actually in suits and this is the first time where i wasn't so worried about how i was dressed that i could actually enjoy the occasion so we got to watch negley's 125th reconsecration and they walked around did their ceremony it's unbelievable and on top of it, they get a lot of past masters and they get to actually, you get to see Grand Lodge do that. You get to see people, <laughs> I mean, I'm having, a, I'm having some uh, indigestion. And so if you notice random laughs, it's because I'm making some wild faces. Oh, I, can't, I can't eat enough Tums. But um, it, <laughs> it's the first time I got to see Grand Lodge participate. And it's the first time I got to see past masters get to be a part you actually technically are a part of grand lodge when you're doing that you yeah. have purple apron and purple you know and you walk through and there's a lot of really special things you get to do there so it really hit a chord with me and right after that i decided i should friend everybody in grand lodge on facebook that was the plan start yeah. stalking and it was a success it, it truly was and we talked and He'll come up down the way here a little bit. Both of us had talked about at now most worshipful brother Jess Rains. Mm-hmm. We had friended, and some of them, yeah, immediately friended back. But you got to think at the time, our lodge's social media presence isn't what it is today. Right. We weren't as vocal as we are today, so they didn't really know us. It probably took just two, three months, and finally, I I came down like, hey, I'm like, look at this. He friended me. He's like, ah. Oh. He didn't friend me. I'm like, well, what do you expect? <laughs> but, if I remember right, he actually deleted mine. Well, I, yeah, we're gonna have to call him out on that. Most worshipful Jess Rains. I'd delete you too if I Aww. if you didn't live right beside me. <laughs> and New, New Waterford's right beside me in Ohio. Talk. It's <laughs> ten minutes away. But um, I wouldn't delete you. I know. And and for the record, Jess Rains and I are friends on Facebook. Yeah, we have been for quite some time. Yeah. It all worked out. So that's all for the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so one of my inspirations is how awesome would it be if we got Grand Lodge to come to our lodge every year? Is that big headed? Yeah. Do I have a big head? Literally and figuratively? Yeah, I do. <laughs> if you look at the pictures, I don't know how my neck does it. But it was just something exciting. And I like, I, I do marketing by trade. And that was one of those things like, if we could get somebody that's ahead of the state of masonry here to see what we're doing, well, then everybody here, they got to see, wow. You know I mean? These guys are not just run-of-the-mill masons. Not that that's a bad thing. But at that time with Worshipful Brother Bosley and on, our big push was, 
get in the public. You know, we want people to know that we're here. We want to get new Masons. We want to get our friends that are good guys in as Masons. So that was my plan. And right after that thought is when we got the picture with you and Doug Kaler and your dad. I wasn't ballsy enough to ask him for a picture. <laughs> I wasn't at that stage yet, but that was the start. From here on out, and some of it is not my doing. The next year, Wade's year, we had our 150th reconsecration. So most worshipful brother Rick Shaw came to our lodge. The year after that, it's since that point and to now, most worshipful brother Reigns and I have become pretty close friends. Right. And he actually held one of his district rollouts where he he uh, talks about what he's going to do in his year as grandmaster. And then he was nice enough to come and install me as master. So that's the second year. Um, worshipful brother John McElroy had most worshipful brother Keith Newton. Mm-hmm as his installing officer and then our past inspection with worshipful brother chris tiger most worshipful brother richard dickershide came to our inspection which was a surprise he told us the week before <laughs> yeah. we we thought with you know covid we weren't having any people and it was real lax well now grandmasters coming and how do we introduce them and all this great stuff and we're lucky enough when we're recording this on the 9th of June, which is, was that five days from now? Today's six days. Six. Today's Thursday. Next Wednesday <clears throat> will be our first stated meeting in our new lodge. It's a church that we did a lot of construction inside to get ready. I've been posting pictures the whole way. We're going to have, it's a glorified stated meeting. It's our first stated meeting, but it's going to be, basically we're handing out our 25, 35, 50-year awards that we couldn't do over COVID and new ones. We have a few honorary memberships, a few other small wards, but we were fortunate enough to get most worshipful brother, the most worshipful master, Dickershide, and then Keith Newton and Jess Reigns. The past three grandmasters said yes, they would come to the lodge. So like my head's exploding, like, oh my God, I did it. <laughs> They're here. Look at me. And it isn't a look at me because I want oh jim hall did this i didn't do this for me yeah i i want to get a picture because i like those guys and they're well you've you've done a ton of legwork you've done all the legwork on that jim so you deserve a lot of credit there um, i if you want to keep feathering me up i'm not yeah, going to yeah. complain <laughs> I, I, I brought a bit a bottle of baby oil to yeah. smear on your head so we can get you out of the basement here when we're done yeah that's but, that's about right but and even the times when I was master, when anyone else, and they thank me, I press the button. I press post. And there is, there is a lot of behind the scenes of I save all the pictures I find. I hey, do all we, that. Let me back and, up there. You, you say that, but nobody else was pressing the button. Nobody else was making that happen. You took the initiative to make that happen. So it's very important that people know that. You, you did a lot of work there. It is it is a love of Freemasonry that makes me want to get up. I get up every morning at by the time I'm about like six thirty. Okay, I got a post for our lodge. I got a post for Royal Schofield. 
Sometimes I work with Jason Short and a few other guys to post for the district. I post for the Youngstown Shrine Club sometimes. And then on top of my own job where I actually post stuff all the time. <laughs> but it's a labor of love and it's it would have never happened when I say I press the buttons. It wouldn't happen without you, without the rest of the guys, without the rest of Ohio's Grand Lodge and the rest of Freemasonry that inspires me. So when I say it's just me pressing the buttons, it's because of everyone else that I do it. And I love it. And that's that's why I keep doing it. I, that's why I'm doing this right now. I could be sitting upstairs in my underwear. Annoying. <laughs> He's sitting in his underwear right now, actually. <laughs> I'm just annoying Ryan and not my wife. But uh, <laughs> Something else I'd like to touch on. Um, when we talk about inviting the Grand Lodge to our, to our own lodge, you know, at first everybody was kind of hesitant maybe a little scared you know because yeah the grand lodge of ohio is going to show up and the, the grand master and you know i think it's stereotypical that you think that uh, these guys are uptight and they're sticks in the mud and blah 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 sure. but it turns out they're great guys oh they're a I lot mean, of fun we've developed a lot of great relationships we have a lot of fun good sense of humor with all of them yeah uh, so breaking that barrier was was great and, and we've had a lot of fun since yeah and it, and that has transpired to breaking a lot of barriers with outside of our district guys oh, that you know guys we meet at grand laws guys that we meet online or whatever and now all of a sudden you know maybe i'm not talking to jordan pickens every day but he posts I, I don't know how he posts stuff he finds the funniest shit i ever seen <laughs> if you haven't followed him i'll i'll show him afterwards some of the stuff i just laugh and i show my wife and she looks at me like you're an idiot you're a grown <laughs> child like no it's pretty funny you just don't have a good sense of humor so i don't know so this is one of those forming friendships with Grand Line sort of deals. So my first Grand Lodge, your Grand Lodge's master, I believe, in Dayton. Am yes. I right? Yep. Yes, because yes. <laughs> yes, because yes. Um, so we went out there. I rode out with you and Katie. Yeah. And yeah, we took off after work that day and yeah, made and the journey. At the time, I wasn't in on the there's actual rooms that you can rent or maybe i was late i don't remember which one it was maybe they were all sold out i forget what the reason was but you ended up at some no-tail motel <laughs> I got it. it was well I we think you still have roaches from it well yeah i take penicillin a lot from it <laughs> that's not that sounds bad i'm gonna cut that no i'm not i'm not cutting that but we pulled up to this place and i don't know if it was it was one of those ones where the door to your room goes directly outside. And if you ever stay in one of those and you survive, God bless you. There's people sitting outside. Yeah, and they're, they're like giving you a stink eye, like, what are you doing coming to our neighborhood? And we pulled up, and you're like, this is how murder movies start, man. you got to be careful. Like, bar the door. I think I actually really said that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I slept with one eye open watching the light underneath the front door, like, please, God, don't let this be the time, you know. So we go out there, we go into Grand Lodge, and for anyone that's been to Grand Lodge, especially in Dayton, because Dayton is a Masonic temple, it's huge. That's beautiful. And it's got all the bells and whistles. It was made for Freemasonry. Everything in there is something to do with, a meaning of. So we have a great time, first day. We go to the Dublin pub that night, mm -hmm. and that picture will show back up, too, because I got one of those. And that was why that was cool was, yeah, it was you, me, and Wade Bear. 
as the three senior officers that were voting that year. But somehow we coerced into like all of the 24th district showed up at the pub. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's Adam Noble and there's Alonzo Potts and Bob Ridson and Jim Cardling yeah. and Dave Ash. And I don't remember who else was in the picture. There's a few. There's a bunch. Yeah, there's a whole line of us. And we're there and we're eating and we're drinking and just, you know, getting loud and having a having a blast. And that's lodge in, in general. The lodge work is important. It is a bond. But a lot of times it's a fellowship that happens before and after lodge that is the real um, tie that binds, if you will. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that night, that was just a great night. That's all I had. Jason Short was there. I don't know if I mm-hmm. mentioned him. That was a good night. But in that Grand Lodge thing, the next day, we went to Grand Lodge, and they have a recess for lunch. And we didn't take the bus. We thought it would be a smart idea <laughs> to walk to walk to this a pizza place or something. We just walked downtown looking for food like a bunch like of peasants. like a mile and yeah. a half, though. Walked down the river. Yep. And long story short is... We got back late yeah. because we were bullshitting and eating and pizza sauce on our yeah, face. Yeah, waiting for <laughs> waiting for an Uber because we said we didn't walk a mile and a half. And yeah, these, we did Uber back yeah, in these dressing. Yeah. And at that time, you and I had never Ubered, so Wade's like, "I'll set it up. I know what I'm doing." <laughs> and we were uh, Uber deficient at the time, but so we get back. And if anyone has ever been to the Dayton Temple, I can't. I don't know which side it is. Um, west or east i think it might be east right in the middle there's a um on top of the building it says to the glory of god yes and i saw that and i'm like it just hits you there's certain things when you see it it just resonates and we were out there and i'm like hey let's get a picture and you myself worship brother bear and your dad Tom was there and we got that picture and to this day it's my one of my favorite Masonic pictures it's the first picture that I showed your brother-in-law Chris Hayes who was on episode six and he said wow that was I think that might have been the moving point where he thought started it was a long process I agree yep but um I posted that picture right after that and we were heading into Grand Lodge and during Grand Lodge at the time right Wars will Jess Rains commented on it do you guys ever actually go into Grand Lodge <laughs> or are you guys just always eating and you know taking pictures outside and so that's the very first other than friending each other interaction we have and that set the basis of <laughs> yeah here we are today you know in seven days he's coming up from marietta just for our meeting which yeah. you know that inscription actually uh was quite an inspiration um you know as, as freemasons we're we're to build ourselves as better men and help build yeah. other men up to be better men and uh you know ultimately that's all to the glory of god yeah and uh m- when my wife and i were building our home uh, here in Columbiana County, Ohio, there's uh, several old grist mills, and uh, our home we modeled after two grist mills. And at the top of it, we put like an old uh, cedar shutter or vent. And if you ever can make your way up that high, 
I actually inscribed to the glory of God on it. So that yes. picture inspired me to do that. That's awesome. Uh, but I always thought that was such a great picture. I'm glad you took it. Yeah, I, I am glad that we walked a mile and a half <laughs> and got sores <laughs> on our suits, feet. Yellow, yeah. yeah, yeah, and 90 yeah, degrees. We didn't smell real good when we <laughs> came back. But that made a lasting impression for myself, obviously for most forceful rains, your brother-in-law, your house, and funny how one picture changes one single picture can can have an impact yeah if that didn't happen you know who the butterfly effect who knows mm -hmm. what would happen probably i still have sores and my <laughs> suit would smell from walking in a mile and a half but we were there and that was when we find we found out in the uber ride that we had won the grand masters award yeah oh boy and that was a little bit of contention. You want to go into a little uh, bit of that? It, yeah. I mean, that year, our lodge had worked really, really hard. And uh, we were shooting to get the Grand Masters Award. Sure. And it's a gold standard. It's the gold standard, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it, it's, it's nice to say that you got it. But more importantly, there's a list of things that you need to complete that are geared towards helping your lodge become better, your sure. brethren, and your community. Uh, so it, it is cool to say that you got it, but to do it means that you've worked really hard to help others, which yeah. is really good. Uh, and that year we had checked everything off that we could and we were one point, I mean, one, one point. And that was, that year was the 300th anniversary of Freemasonry. Yes. And there was a 300th celebration at the Youngstown Shrine Club. Yep. And on top of our checklist was mandatory, but it must have been online in red ink or yellow ink because <clears throat> I could barely see. I know when we finally looked at it, we like... Well, there were some gray areas that year, if I remember right, and nothing yes. was spelled out clearly. So we had questioned it, and uh, and luckily, one of the prerequisites was that one of your brethren had to attend that, that. meeting. And if I remember right, we thought we had somebody committed to it, and then they didn't make it. Yes. So we were short that point. Well, it turns out one of our other brethren. Yeah, Bob Grimm. Bob Grimm made it there, and we, we weren't aware of we it. We didn't even know. And so uh, Was it um, Bob Ridson that was our yes, deputy? Yes, he was our district he, deputy. He called, and he's like, you got it. One guy showed up. One guy. Yep. And it just, at the time... And even now, our officer corps is young. We have families. We have businesses. We, we're busy. We're council members. We have second businesses. So that particular Saturday was not good yeah. for any of us. And thank you, Bob, <laughs> because we were one point from getting knocked out. And it, was, it would have been unfortunate because every year we've really, really put our nose to the grindstone. And there have been a couple problems with scheduling and we missed it one year and it was just a complete <sighs> by yeah. and it was a mandatory thing we had a scheduling conflict in there sometimes what, what things you, are you, beyond your control and there's nothing wrong with doing your best and not making it yeah like, you always want to do your best and it's nice to achieve that goal sure so but when we didn't there that one year and that that was another one where it was it was a scheduling conflict somebody couldn't make it yeah and that and it was yeah. the thing is how can I choose this training over my job? Yeah. Because 
I'm not going to get any money from this training. When I've got a family, I'm not going to have. Yeah. I'm not going to have, have any job because of this <laughs> yeah. training. Yes. So it it you can't take away from the hard work that happened that year or any year because a lot of lodges sometimes that's not a hey we're not going after this award because this is how we do and maybe how they lay it out isn't how they get into the public so it is a great motivator it motivates us but doesn't have to be other lodges can still do great things and not get that award we did that year we did wonderful things um so and there's a lot of things on that 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 our lodge does and other lodges i'm sure that aren't on that list oh yeah that we just do automatically and yeah. quietly in the background of your community to help people out right um but that list is it's usually geared pretty good towards helping others so. oh yeah and it you know you it wants to get the lodge out and noticed sure and that's that's part of the part of the thing part of the reasoning for it so this is one of my favorite things that ever happened um, between us we come to the end of your year as master i had had planned for a long time was the last night that you were sitting master we always get an inscribed plaque that has a gavel attached and it has your name our lodge the year you were master because it's important to anyone that may be in your house this is five percent of people that are masons become masters yeah. of their lodge so myself i want to show that off that was a lot of work i'm very proud of what i've done and everyone that has sit in the east you should be that proud too and i'm sure you are but ryan and i are both huge tombstone fans absolutely yeah and it's some days that's really how we talk we don't even actually speak other than movie quotes yeah that and then we leave (laughs) we walk by each other and say movie quote and never really stop so for five years you know we've been saying tombstone quotes and all this (laughs) and the last night you were there i had a picture of when you got installed as master and I'd put it over this rough wood, and I had Brother Ben Barnes burn in it the last ride of Wyatt Earp and his immortals. Yeah. And I get a little wound up thinking about it because huh. I was pumped, and it took me it – was, it was all I could do to not show you that picture weeks before because I had it sitting in my house like, oh, man, I can't wait to give it to him. <laughs> like, yeah, it looks so good. And I can – I know you maybe don't want me to tell you this, but – you welled up a little bit, and you're like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> we shook and hugged, and um, that was in the. It, it was back in the library, is where yeah, you gave it to me. Yeah, and uh, I remember being uh, overwhelmed with emotion and gratitude, and then I was mad. That <laughs> you showed the. <laughs> I look human. Yeah. Damn it! He's not a machine. He's a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got me. But uh, then I had to go out there, you know, with red eyes and sure, you know, after. And I think, I, I know that that's just a testament of how excited I was because I knew we both loved Tombstone and the amount of things we had went through from, you know. It's been a journey. One nipple nick to, to tonight, you know, eight yeah. years later waiting and telling little tidbits of this story or this night on different 
podcasts that I've had because all of it has spawned somewhere. You're in the mix of all of that. So we get through that. And then I ask you to be my lodge education officer. Mm-hmm. The um, Wade Bear was master after you. And um, Bob Batchelor was our LEO at the time. And he had had a lot of stuff going on. He was buying a new house. And he said, I need to step back. He's like, I got family stuff. And that's, you got to respect that. Mm-hmm. And it clicked in my head. I'm like, now I got a reason to make him come back. <laughs> and you know what? Ryan's so busy. If you saw his schedule, I'd barely see him anymore because he's working. And if it's a nice day, you know, you got to make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. But I thought, who better for my LEO than somebody that I've been on this whole ride with and can trust? That I don't, I never even needed to say, what's the LEO? I just knew that I would show up that night and it would be spectacular. What was the change? from sitting in the east as running and you know being the head guy now you're not but you you're now you're taking orders you're a different officer it's a different chain of command how does that how uh, work? nothing because it, it, it's for the betterment of freemasonry so you just we're all spokes in the wheel you know in the grand scheme of things and you just you're told what spoke to be and you jump in there and you do it and you support um, but it was my pleasure. It was a lot of fun. I, I really, for those of you that don't know me personally, I love history, American history, and in uh, Masonic history especially, I could go on. Oh, like well, they go. A lot of them go hand in oh, hand. Oh boy, which and that's is what amazing. got me into Freemasonry. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and the transition was super easy. And I did take a step back from Freemasonry there, sure, um, because after I was done being master, my my wife was so good about it. Um, because at the time I was working a full-time job, running my business full-time, right? building a home, and being master of a lodge. Yeah. And my wife never complained. She only encouraged. Uh, so when my year was over, I owed it to her uh, to step back, and we had some things we were doing. We were trying to start a family sure. while building a home. How much did she pay How much did she pay you to say she never bothered you well, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking i'm joking there are brownies in the oven right now waiting for me so no katie coerced me a little bit katie is the saint. i love her and i would 100 percent believe that brie we we might have toiled a couple times <laughs> we still do but she knows it's what i love yes step back and then the great thing having you as leo and maybe everyone does this a little bit but you started off and you were, you know, let it rip on a few different subjects. It was really intriguing. And then you came up to me and you said, hey, I want to do something a little different. I want to get some people involved. I'm like, yeah, you know, do what you want. I have complete confidence that what you're going to do is probably going to be fine. If it's bad, then sure it's not going to be bad. I don't even, that's, I don't need to worry about it. And what you did, and I think it was a Holy Saints John, is you actually let our stewards at the time which was brother ben barnes and mm-hmm. brother gary sensenbacher you gave them each one of the saint john's gave them an assignment yeah and they actually did the elia they didn't even yeah. know they just thought that they were going to come back and give their speech and you said okay tonight we're going to do things a little different and then you just let them go yeah i wanted to engage the younger guys yeah uh so so they had some skin in the game and they did a terrific job uh, but 
that was a great way that they got to learn and the rest of the lodge learned. Because a lot of times you go through all those things uh, through lodge and, and you don't know what they mean. No, you, know, you hear it and you see point within a circle and yeah, that's, it, that's it. It just goes out your head. Until somebody explains it thoroughly, you, you right. don't understand it. And you don't know its value and that, that's where people are missing out. Sure. When I got installed as master, which I can remember you coming right up you know, a big shake and hug, and it's one of those shakes. Like if you don't get your hand in fast enough, your fingers are going to break. Get squeezed. So oh, like yeah. I got to shoot my hand in, or I'm going to bust my <laughs> hand. But because um, you know, it's that genuine excitement oh. that the other one has accomplished that level. Oh, I was so excited that night. And that was when you told me that I had become one of the five percenters. And I'm like, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, explain. And you said that 5% of all Masons become masters of their lodge. And I've, I've said on past podcasts and even when I was steward and whatever, when I walked through the door, I always looked at the picture frame where my face would be mm-hmm. when I was master because these Palestine puts each one of their masters up on the wall. And... For the rest of my life and the rest of Palestine's Lodge existence, I will be one of those 5%. So will you. So will so many other great men in our fraternity. And it's such a big thing. And at the time, you're so busy with going through the motions of I got to make the meeting and I got to do the charge and make sure somebody's doing the apron. And then afterwards, you get that like, wow. That, you know. But. We said Tom Crisano was going to come back up. He's back. He's going to rear his little head back up in here. So, the plan that night on our inspection or our installation was I wanted to get a picture with all the Masons that were in attendance, not just our line officers. And we said, you know, we'll get excuse me, most worshipful brother reigns and the officer line and then everybody else just pack in and everybody did you know you kind of brought a couple guys and you get them up there in a little semi-circle and you got a guy back there and your dad is off talking with somebody not paying any attention well you guys all need to know what a character my dad is first off he's a, <laughs> he's a very unique individual he yeah he's a talker he's a he's a hell of a guy he, you really got to know tom to understand this but you yell, hey, Dad, we're trying to take a picture. And he comes, do, 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 you know. He's messing with his apron, yeah, putting it on, out. taking it off. Now, everybody is standing there. And the grand pilot, who was actually flying just as some of these things, was down on one knee. <laughs> Your dad walks up and points to most worshipful brother, Jess Rain. He's like, where do you want me? Right here in front of Chavez? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Jess doesn't know Tom no, no. From, from a hole in the wall. He's like, you want me to sit right here in front of Chavez? And I think it was my mom happened to be taking pictures with her phone. Caught that very and, moment. And yeah. she caught you and me and Benny. And, the, and Jess is just like kind of looking. He had no clue what's going on. And we're laughing like, oh, my God, Tom, what are you doing? So I actually put... I, it was a few months after that I found that picture that I put the Chavez moment. Yeah, <laughs> put a border around it. And yeah. It the Chavez Tom moment. Crisano, the Chavez moment. So, you got to raise your brother, too, which I did. Once yeah. again, John, I'm waiting. 
one day maybe you raised your dad you raised your brother and your brother went through the one day class he did argus and he is a full-time fireman at Cortland. am i right or am i wrong he he's in brookfield excuse me yeah okay firefighter paramedic yeah in the north not close to palestine correct per se yeah 45 50 minutes away yeah enough of it to be an inconvenience not convenient to travel but he wanted to join your lodge and he spoke about a few times and didn't pull the trigger and we everyone hounded him like we do because we threatened to take his other nipple yeah and once you (laughs) i don't know how you live without two nipples you gotta like be a shut-in or something that's the rule um you know and that's one of the thing with all of us all of our friends that we knew were good guys it wasn't so much badgering like you need to join but that friendly hazing because we knew like yeah you knew that i would be a good one i knew chris would be a good one benny you know so many guys that there's so many guys out there right now that masonry is a 100 percent fit for and they don't yeah. know it because somebody has said i'm not sure if i should ask them ask them yes absolutely we're allowed to ask them do not let them miss out on something for myself change the whole trajectory of my life where i was eight years ago thank you sheely's for having having me there and providing for my family as long as they did i have a completely different career because of that moment in the sheely's truck yes and don't let those people mess out miss out on the beautifulness is that a word beautifulness well you just said it's columbia county so it's all right (laughs) um the joy the fellowship of freemasonry so back to one nipple nick um one day class palestine lodge that's that was my year's master we were lucky enough to get asked to do the entered apprentice so i got to sit in the east for a one day class Mm -hmm. which i think we had 75 or 80 candidates at the time so we have the lodge guys all the deputies 70 or 80 candidates and each one of those candidates have a mentor mentor. so you're peaking 200 people packed into argus lodge and if inspection is nerve-wracking the one day classes you know you guys have dropped the bomb on me several times at one day classes now well we we this one was we had to do it this way so we we had nick be the exemplar yes there's always one guy that gets to go through the degree everyone else watches and learns and usually every degree that changes so that they can have every the guy prepped so there's not a lot of wait time right. for lag and we asked not when i say we the district deputies asked you <laughs> to do the fellowcraft lecture correct because i mean it's pretty damn good i haven't heard a lot that is better when i say that i never Thanks, actually Jim. heard any but i didn't want to make your head too big <laughs> But I did anyhow. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And and they were going to do the fellowcraft. The deputies and past deputies were doing the fellowcraft. So to be asked to do that lecture with the deputies, that's a big honor in itself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then I believe Argus Lodge was doing the Master Mason. Right. And Nick was our exemplar. We went through. So that was 
cool in myself that you and I have this awesome bond. And then here I am with your brother at the altar and I get to give him his obligation. Yes. And Nick being Nick, you know, (laughs) Nick's just, Nick's like Tom Ryan, crazy. And you just, you got to. I'm sure everyone has a friend like that that just got the glint in their eye and you know something <laughs> in, inappropriate is about to come out. Oh, lots of good jokes. Yeah. <laughs> you're never going to forget it. But um, so we went through that and we asked because there's the exemplar is dressed a certain way than dressed a different way. If we could just bring him directly out for the lecture. So they were lucky enough to say, yes, we'll let one gentleman do the first half and then swap him out so you got to give your brother the fellowcraft lecture the fellowcraft lecture yeah. at the one day class yeah which at that day we had we east palestine did the ea degree you did the fellowcraft lecture and i know myself uh worse for brother chris tiger brother yeah, you guys all participated Waggle and degree. Gary Sensenbacher jumped in on the the Fellowcraft team because they're, they're like, "Hey, you guys want to help out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, heck, heck yeah!" So we Palestine got to jump in all three degrees that day, which was awesome. And then you got to be there with your dad to have your brother raised. Yeah, and I don't, I, I couldn't imagine that feeling. It's it just it would have to be super. It was surreal. Surreal, it, yeah. It, it was surreal for sure and uh, definitely special. I don't know that Nick understands the gravity of it yet. Uh, he is he's extremely busy. He has a young family and a wife sure. and works a ton of hours. So he, he's not been able to be really involved in Lodge, but I think someday when he gets in there and uh, gets more involved, he, he's going to understand the gravity of that day. But I, it was really, really special. I can remember beforehand you and I – and we would talk at the time about both of our brothers, like, you know, they're both shoe-ins. And if Nick was closer, he would, I'm sure he would be more active in our lodge. He just, sure, it just isn't conducive with his schedule. And I get that. So you and I were talking about our brothers and that neither one had joined. And you had told me, I know he said he would eventually do it. And I really, really want him in right now. Because at the time when we were pushing this, you and your dad were master. Right. And you're like, the amount of, I don't want to say with this, I don't want to word this. You and I spoke about your dad and you being master and this not happening, the magnitude of where you two were at in your Masonic journey for Nick to come in. Now he did come in very soon after that, the way Mm -hmm. it all worked out. But if he would have waited another 20 years and maybe, you know, maybe your dad passes away at that point or whatever, or however things may work out in life that I could have joined with my dad and my brother and been in the mix when they were, not that you guys aren't still as active as you can be, but you're busy with your life right now, and that deservedly so. And your dad is your dad, Chavez, and around. But to be able to 
kind of strike when the metal's hot and you're still in the mix of you got to get a fellow graph degree and your dad's right there that's just something that for all three of you even though he isn't in an officer's line it's still a surreal moment to say we're brothers and family and we're brothers and that's something that i can't wait till the boys when they want to do that i'm I'm welling up (laughs) we do a picture every every year the first and last day of school and we do it for both boys and we say what date it is and how old they are and they hold it and they do the whole height thing you know the typical facebook picture everyone's like here we go well today was the last day of school for the boys and i asked jack what he wanted to do and he said he wanted to be a golfer because a lot of golfers come out of columbiana (laughs) county but hey i'm not if he wants to be a golfer i love it and i asked brock what he wants to be and he said i want to be a mason and man and that's i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna try to hold this together right now but that was a serious heart grew two times bigger oh yeah type of thing no doubt so we had talked about and this is kind of where part of the ending here we're winding down we went a little longer but it was an important show um we had talked about how i never wanted my inspection to be worse than your inspection which it was a driving factor Mm -hmm. and it still is it's why the work is the way the work is because you've set the bar for me, Bob Batchelor, Sedgwick, all those guys set the bar for you, Brady, Wittenberger before them, Schloniger, you know, and we're going decades now, but that's how it works. You know, the guys five years before you are what you really experience when you jump in the line. And uh, today at work, we're brother Bear and I were talking about this big meeting coming up next week. And about how we want to make sure the guys are sharp because we are not in the active line anymore. We're in uh, different chairs. We don't have a lot of parts. We're like the grumpy masters that <laughs> shake the change, as Rocky said. And but we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that because that that's something else that contributes to the success of our lodge specifically. Oh yeah, go but, ahead. But if I could interject, yeah, on that, please so, do. You always hear guys talking about past masters that are grumpy sitting on the sidelines right critiquing everybody and interrupting during degrees and over talking people and you know the famous line that's not how i did it my year sure well in our lodge when i come in and and well before me it's different it the past masters are supportive roles and uh they give you good advice give you good counsel Right, but they're always open to see you do new things to go out and yeah. uh, help people in different ways. Um, never, never that we did it this way my year, and you're going to do that. That yeah, that old mindset stagnant. of control, and it's stagnant and it's old. Uh, our past masters were nothing but supportive, and and yeah. that's why guys really do well, and and still are the guys. Oh yeah, the bachelors, Sedgwick's, McElroy's, <clears throat> the guys that were coming were masters when I came in. Even now. You know, oh my God, I love this. Whatever, whatever idea is being thrown out, they're right on board. There's not, now they may, like a John Martin or whoever may say, well, we should do X, Y, and Z because of code or because of whatever, but it's never a, hey, I'm going to rain on your parade because it's not my parade. That's exactly right. So, jumping back, Wade and I are talking. And we said, you know what? This is the first night in our lodge 
our new laws. We've done a ton of work. We've had so many different people contributing, and it's really looking sharp in there. We want the night to be as perfect as the lodge. We're talking about making sure the guys are crisp. And, you know, what do we got to do to make sure they're crisp? Do we? We don't have to do anything because they are. But it's the way when you're in a leadership role, when you still are, I consider myself you, Ryan, um, you, Ryan. <laughs> I consider myself you, Wade, Rocky, still leaders in the lodge, even though we're not masters. And that's the way past masters are. They have to guide and sometimes, you know, steer the boat just a little bit here sure. and there and keep everything sort of on the up and up. We were talking, we're like, well, we never had to do that in our lines because they were already, we were pushing ourselves to be the next, next up. Now, these guys in line, I'm not saying that like these guys are doing bad. They're doing excellent. It's only because I'm not in line and I'm thinking (laughs) that way. They are doing excellent. I'm not talking bad at all about that. But Wade said, well, I never wanted to do bad or come not prepared because I knew Ryan didn't because I knew Rocky didn't and Bob didn't. And I said the same thing. I'm like, I always, anything you guys got, it's sort of like the grand masters award. It was sort of like the gold standard. Well, if, if you guys have X, Y, and Z, then I need to reach this point so that it says, so that my year has been a success, even though that's not the case years are different you you did things completely different than i did things oh yeah a bunch and, of different leadership styles yeah and all effective yes and one of the things that i i didn't bring up to wade because it's still in the back of my head it's weird how little things chew at you and you never quite accomplish in our district they give out best of the best pins and they give them out for a best charge, best lecture, best senior deacon, whatever they deem best of the best, except I don't believe a worshipful master can get it. I it's, don't believe so. And they don't give them out every year. It's huh. only the people that they think deserve it. So yeah. you may get one year where there's eight, one year there's three. It is what it is. And Rocky got one you got one wade has one and old jimbo here doesn't old big head (laughs) and how how fickle that sounds that a three-quarter inch lapel pin that says the best of the best with our district on it for eight years even now even past when i've just finished or going through my year as district association president (laughs) and now i'm working for the grand lodge of ohio and in contact with keith newton and doug kaler daily almost that lapel pin sits in the back of my head and it says we didn't get to that level that they did and it still bugs me and it's no that shows your desire to succeed um it's a weird it's a weird thing how you measure yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't I don't consider my year any less special or less 
fruitful because I I personally didn't get that award. We got grant we got the Grandmasters Award. We got best ritual from the deputies and I don't know how many other awards we got for ritual work, which was excellent from the deputies. And that's in a, a huge deal with our line guys, not just myself. Right. Um, you know, you're the master and you're the motivator or the, you know, setting everybody straight. But if you don't have the right guys, they don't do the work anyhow. Right. <laughs> and, but that's one of those things where it drove me and it still does. It's still that little bit of we can do better wherever whoever didn't give that to me <laughs> no i'm joking i'm joking um it's it's always one of those thought processes of is this graphic i'm about to put up is that good enough or did i need to edit it because maybe i thought eh, it's okay it'll work maybe i needed to go that extra step or maybe i needed to send the past masters all letters and not just text messages maybe a, maybe a signed hand signed letter is what gets the point across that you want somebody mm -hmm. at something sometimes you need something like that to drive you and keep that fire lit to say hey this lapel pin is the reason why i have to do everything masonically and my <laughs> wife gets mad at me <laughs> i blame it on the lapel pin she doesn't understand it well, so. a lot of that goes back to, and, and we're gonna we're gonna get back to history again a little bit here. Yeah, history doesn't care about the complainers and the complacent. Sure, um, those guys don't change the world, whether it's on a small scale or a large scale. Yeah, uh, they don't change anything, and the people that do things change the world. Yeah, and uh, so that motivates all of us to do better. And uh, Freemasonry is about changing us as ourselves as individuals and when we change ourselves as individuals we improve our homes we improve our communities yeah and ultimately world. the world yeah um so i love hearing you talk like that that you're con continuing to drive on and do better because that's what it's all about yeah um yeah just it's the oddest thing but it is it's there and i can't i can't scrape my eyes with a wire brush and make that enamel pin go away I, and when you wear your tux you have it wade has it and and rocky rocky's the one we <laughs> and for, for everyone that was heard last one rocky and i jawed each other so oh, much yeah. you wouldn't think we're friends unless you knew us and we really <laughs> kept it to a dull roar the last episode but he was master and i was senior deacon and you know he shuts the door and Everyone will be their seats. I'm not saying a whole line. I'm not supposed to. And he walks by me, and he points to his lapel, and he's like, you never got one of these. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know how he's got that rat-ass oh, grin because yeah, he knows yeah. he just – and He got you. And you know I can't even say anything nope, because we got to be quiet. Sure. And <laughs> – and the whole, I turn, I turn around to announce past masters, and he got that squirrely grin. <laughs> oh, I can see it. I can see it. So I'm like, you son of a bitch! I can't do nothing. So that's just one of those, um, one of those things that keeps you driving you. So a couple of things before we wrap up here, I always like to hear. A lot of times. I like to get people's perspective of when they joined. And this has really been more of a when I joined and you've been a part of the whole ride. What intrigued you 
what brought you to Freemasonry? Why? What lit your fire? Uh, history. Okay. Uh, mainly American history, but ultimately world history. And uh, the underlying thing that I kept noticing were all the guys that I tend to admire were Freemasons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can delve into conspiracies and things like that. But any time there was something big happening in the world for the good, uh, for the most part, it seemed like yeah. Freemasons were involved. And, sure. and that got me digging and intrigued yeah. me. And um, so then I called my cousin, William Wittenberger, past master of East yeah. Boston. I said, hey, uh, I kind of like this. You know, tell me a little bit about it. And he filled me in like I would to you and anybody sure. else. And I was hooked. I said, yeah. all right, but I, I, you got me. I got to find out more. And uh, once I went through my first degree, you know, it was. That was it. it, it that was it, you know being around great guys and we talked before on this but you know we all have our individual friends outside of freemasonry and we're very lucky to have all them but like jim said earlier it's a different kind of friendship you know you talk about people you can call in the middle of the night and freemasons are it yeah When, when things are going bad in your life and you need to talk to somebody they're there. I mean, that's just it's it's, yeah. it's a different kind of friendship, and it's really good to know that you have that. And uh, in my travels in the world, you know, ar- around the world, you have over six million people that you can immediately identify with. And if you're in trouble, you have a friend no matter yeah. where you go. And it, and that happens in in different areas of the world too. Sure. But, uh, um, you know, we went to Scotland as a group, and we uh, being not me. No, I'm sorry. This hurts my heart that I wasn't yeah, there. That, but. That's, we were in Scotland when we decided not to give you your best of best pin. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. a conspiracy. It's I, you UK people. <laughs> no, no. I know some of you guys are listeners, and I love uh-huh. you. Hey, and to tell you the truth, with this story coming up, I want with all my heart to go to the UK, go to Freemasons Hall, go to Scotland, and it will happen. I cordially brought that up to my wife as a Masonic trip, and I got hit. <laughs> so it may be a family with some Masons, but we're coming. Palestine's coming, UK. Be ready. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back for sure. Um, so you went to the UK. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, so we went as a group in, oh boy, 2011 maybe. Okay. Um, but, boy, it was a lot of fun. So stayed in Glasgow, Scotland. Okay. And... Uh, a lot of local Freemasons from this area and down in Steubenville have personal friends over there. In fact, uh, Frank Haas has old family over there. Um, right. So uh, that was such a terrific trip to meet guys from all around the world. And then a, a couple of us from East Palestine actually ventured around and went to Ireland and some other places and got yeah. to meet Freemasons. And uh, it was a lot of fun. They do things a little differently, and it, it was really cool. Uh, Freemasonry here in Ohio is very conservative you know there's no drinking or anything like right. that unfortunately um but uh, yes it, over there they have before lodge you know they'll have a like beer gentlemen so, have, yeah. have a have a whiskey or a beer and yeah and have some good times and then after lodge they have harmony where they they go out and have a meal and have some drinks and they'll sing and oh, yeah. poems and it, it's really a neat experience so uh i hope that we can get a group together and head back over there that would be so I, you, you brothers in the UK, uh, be ready. Hit us up, yeah, yeah. We're ready for some fun. I know. I've I commented a couple times on the Grand Lodge of England's. They've posted about the Freemason Hall 
and I said, I'm like, Palestine Lodge, we want to come over here. And they, you know, they would comment back and be like, we'd love sure. to see you. And that's one of those, when you say about meeting a brother anywhere, do I physically know anybody from the UK that's over there? No. I'm friends with a lot of them on mm -hmm. Facebook or I follow them on LinkedIn or whatever. And But to know that they're just as excited for us to come there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Come on over. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's the, the fellowship of it all. One thing, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, is leadership. Leadership styles. Yeah, we, we've had a bunch of different leadership styles in East Palestine Lodge. And, and they're effective. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and, and that goes back to some of the past masters kind of uh, supporting. and Sure. It's like bumper bowling for new <laughs> new masters. You know, those right. guys are yeah. there. And you say, I want to do this. And I say, well, uh, <laughs> hey, here are your options. You can do whatever you want. You know, yeah. But, uh, they keep you on track. Um, but uh, Give me a little bit of your style. Like lead from, by example. I I don't know what my style is. You'd have to tell me what my did. style is. I actually oh, told you. I'm lead the, by I'm example. Okay. I'm the boss now. I'm the past master. You listen. Look at me. <laughs> Look I'm at me. I am the now. captain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I truly think, and Wade and I talk about this a lot, because all three of us have very different leadership styles. Yours is a, I, I am going to do it this way and be the best at it and challenge you to be the best with me because otherwise not in a condescending fact but you do things with such exactness with your floor work your sharp turns with the way you speak and the way you handle the work that it would only look bad on myself or any other guy lodge if i didn't try to emulate that well that's just and, that's good competition that's driving each other to be good yeah. and that's setting the bar and expecting in a good way and trusting that your guys are following that leadership role. By the time I got to the East, uh, like I said before, our line was solid. So I, I didn't have a lot of stresses. My biggest, uh, I don't know what you would want to call it, challenge was just identifying each individual's qualities and... Uh, what they were good at placing them and where they could shine them. yep because not everybody learns the same not everybody produces the same sure they're all different in their own right and, and recognizing those things and putting them in into the right roles was yeah what you had to do um but it worked out splendidly and to go back to that different styles because it was three years three different and rocky even that rocky had a different i think rocky was one of those i don't want to say Rocky let the guys just do their thing. And that was partly because Rocky was in the East for longer than normal with everything. Yeah, with he Bob. did almost double duty there. And, yeah. But he trusted the line, and the line did. There's a, you trust your guys, let them do their thing. Mm -hmm. You're set the example, this is the bar, and do the bar. Which, and where our line was at that time, you're able to do that. Yeah. You know? And then Wade. I mean, Wade knows every part of everything. and Wade's mind is amazing. And that's it. He can keep everything locked in. And now he says, I'm going to keep my mind on this goal, and I'm going to delegate. Wait, he took the baton and took yeah. it further. You know? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to have you do this, and I'm going to have you do this. And then my, my leadership style is, 
I'm bringing everybody with me. Like <laughs> if I'm at the top, I want you with me and I want Ben with me yeah. and Bob Batchelor and every other guy in masonry. I want to pull you up to my side. That's why I pushed everybody to do Schofield and some of them are working on it. That's it's a different thing. But that was my drive of I'm not gonna go win gavels or lodges. Right. And we and we had sometimes Negley, I think we had 18 guys go to Negley. We had almost as many guys in the sidelines as they did. And they're like, this is kind of embarrassing. I'm like, <laughs> like it's kind of my fault because I every before every inspection, I'm sending 40, 50 texts like, hey, yeah. hey, we're going to, you know, wherever. And I want that. I want not you, just – go ahead. You're good at inspiring people and in groups especially. And that's one of your many talents. Uh, and that really got things moving uh, very quickly for you. Um, but inspiration is one of your best assets, and, and you're a cheerleader. And that's another Wait thing. Wait just a damn second. I've seen you in a tutu. So. <laughs> I got a body for it, so what do you want me to do? <laughs> no, no. Uh, being a cheerleader for your, your subordinate officers, you, you yeah. have to do that because people stumble. We're humans. We make mistakes. But cheering them back up after they fall is, is necessary. That's a huge thing. Yeah. How do you handle that? Because how many times have you had somebody where you just drop the ball on something? Oh. And they'd be like, hey, dipshit, what's wrong with you? How don't you know how to you do a screwdriver? And you're like, well, I'm Italian. I don't know how to do a screwdriver. <laughs> but it's how you react to that. It's how you say, listen, man, everyone flubs a line. Yeah. Like, here, let's do this, this, and this, and I'll help you to do that. And sometimes it's more of a, like where Wade's more of a delegation, I'm more of a, I'm hands-on with you. Yes. And did they all work almost seem seamlessly? Mm -hmm. It was, it's been a hell. And I'm only talking that way because that was our sort of four master core. Boom, 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 boom. Does it work after that? John and Chris and Barry after that all have their own separate ways and it's going perfectly Yeah, and across the state. Yep. But that cheerleader in me, when I post the picture, I want it to do good for our lodge. I want us to get as many guys as possible. But I want that to inspire Allen. Yeah. And that to inspire the 24th. And then the first district in Cincinnati say, what the hell is the 24th district doing? We got we to gotta pump our numbers up. And then Toledo to be like, why are they posting pictures like that? We should do that. And then from there, PA, UK, France. If one person is crazy enough to think they can change the world, maybe they can. Oh, and and that's I'm, I'm actually floating off the chair in my head so big. <laughs> but that's a that's not that I think I'm changing the world. But somebody has to be a spark for somebody. And if I can be that beacon of Freemasonry, that's my goal as a cheerleader. You know, a lot of people are worrying about Freemasonry right now because we're we're dying. I mean, well, it's yeah, literally and figuratively. You know, sure. our, our our group is getting older. We're losing them to death, and uh, not as many people want to join in on a fraternity now. When you can get there's a lot of other things pulling your time. Oh, easier yeah. things. And people can get that. I don't know societal fix by Facebook, Twitter. Sure. Uh, now, where it used to be, this is how you. That engaged. was your social thing. That was your social intercourse years ago. Was going to lodge, um, but there's there's nothing like it. You cannot get from Facebook and social media. No. What you can get from Freemasonry. There is absolutely no comparison. Right. 
um, to going there and shaking hands and, and engaging with one another as men. Sure. Um, those things change the world. Right. That's how you form the bonds that change the world. Exactly. Um, but going back to cheerleading and uh, getting people motivated. One thing I learned early on when I got into Lodge that put me at ease real quick to uh, gain confidence and do well was that I went in there nervous. I'm the new guy and, uh, you know, had to learn all these new things. Yeah. And, uh, had to learn a new form of reading. Right. You know, how to, how to digest cipher. it. Yeah. And, and uh, so it was overwhelming at first and then didn't take very long to figure out that these guys aren't going to heckle me for screwing up. Yeah. You know, and in our world and our society, that seems to be the thing. Uh, if I get it on video, I'm going to make fun of you yeah, forever with you it. You dummy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And in there, it's, all right, here's where you screwed up. Here's yeah. where you can succeed. Let me help you get to this next level. Or, hey, everybody jumbles that part. Or, yeah. hey, you know, and we you either work on it or, hey, we won't let you go in there and fail because we'll make yes. sure you're prepared first. And that's... For, the, for those of you that may be listening to this that are, are not Freemasons yet and are thinking maybe that it might be a little too much for you, take the step. It's it's your, worth it. Your mentor, your past masters, your guys in lodge will not let you fail. No. It is not too much. And for the people that I can't learn cipher, there are a few different avenues you can take avenues of learning now. Sure. That you can learn code book and histories and it's I w I don't want to say a test. But you kind of have to show that you understand the knowledge through a few questions and answers. But it's not necessarily that whole. And in the end, that's what really matters. You, you need to understand what yeah. you have learned. If you just if you just can read the words, that doesn't nothing matter. Yeah, it just just shows that you've learned how to repeat something. Right. You need to learn that you're proficient in it and that you fully understand it. And when you learn those tenets and understand them, that's when the fellowship and the meaning of Freemasonry really seeds inside of you. So with that, I know we've been a little longer. I got one little blurb left. I want to thank Worshipful Brother Crisano for coming on the show. It's been an excellent evening. And to go off of that, I want to thank you for Freemasonry. <laughs> and I'm going to get welled up. I told myself the whole show I'm not going to do it. But if it wasn't for that day in the truck on a Friday on my day off, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be in Lodge. I wouldn't have been on East Palestine City Council, District Association. I wouldn't be doing digital marketing and social media at my job. I would be lugging furniture and complaining more than ever because my back hurts now and I'm not <laughs> lugging furniture. I don't know what happened. It's supposed to feel better. It's hurting. It's because I'm not moving. But... I thank you for that. Thank you for Freemasonry because Freemasonry has truly given me the world. Well, thank you for that. But thank you for joining because you're an asset to Freemasonry. And uh, although right now you're thanking me, Freemasonry uh, needed you and they still need you. And we're so glad that you, you've joined with us and uh, we're looking forward to the future. Thank you. I do want, when we're done with this, you to go up and tell my wife that Freemasonry still needs me because <laughs> she doesn't understand it all the time. I don't get it. But 
Once again, thank you. It's been an awesome episode. It's been a great night. Thanks for having me, Jim. Not a problem. I'm hoping in the future we have a couple more mics on order and to get you and Wade and a few guys and have like a kind of, you know, triple session going on oh, and get a, fun. get a bunch of spitballing. I'm looking forward to that. And for everybody out there that was listening, thank you. And we'll see you again.